definitely get you, man. They act like pirates and they pop out and I see another aliens everywhere. Some <laughs> <laughs> kids parasites. <laughs> I mean, they basically you know, are, but <laughs> yeah, it's one of the unfortunate parts of being pro pro choice, you know. Welcome to No Sites Attached, the political podcast where we tackle topics big and small on their own merits and evidence, not through party lines. I'm Matthew Devine, here with my co-host Logan Sowers, and our resident everyday guy, Steve Ramey. How's it going, gents? It's going good. Yeah, going pretty good. Alright, so this week on the show we'll be discussing our own personal political ideologies and uh, go through our weekly roundup. So moving into our one and only topic, uh, this week being our own political ideologies. Um, everybody has like what they think their ideology is and, and whatnot. So, you know, to make it easier for us to kind of give us like a true jumping off point, um, we did each take at least the political compass test. Um, I also took, I took the political compass test and then also um, it's called SPECT, S-P-E-K-D, um, just a you know, compare the results and make sure they're going to be the same. Um, so we'll just move through each one of us and then uh, talk about where you ended up, um, if that is a match, if, like, that matches what you generally think of about yourself, um, and then uh, kind of explore if there's actually, like, a political party or a candidate for you. Steve, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, where did you Where did you uh, come out on the test? Uh, I took two different ones. First one, I thought... Ah, questions were a little broad, but the second one seemed a little more accurate. It was, uh, let me take a second. After all this nonsense, words are escaping me. Uh, opportunity Democratic, I believe is what it said. Opportunity Democrats. An interesting one. So there is, um, so opportunistic Democrat doesn't seem to be a thing. Opportunistic Republican is. If you're an opportunistic Republican, you're a moderate. So the moderate, um, the moderates were back in apparently like the 1800s, known as the opportunistic opportunist. That got its name from a French political group. So I'm, I would take being either opportunistic Republican or opportunist uh, Democrat as being like moderate. Okay, that would make more sense. So basically, like Steve would be would tend to be a Democrat only when it suits his issue. Yeah. And basically, he, so essentially he's moderate is what it's saying. Yeah, yeah, that he's he's moderate, but he yeah. is, he'll side with the Democrats when it's an opportune moment or time or whatever. Yeah, something along those lines. That makes sense. I mean, that's basically, Steve, <laughs> not to speak for you completely, but <laughs> what what uh, what test gave you that, that example or that? I know, it was one of the many political compass tests that came up. Okay. At least, you know, let's just take the Democrats. I'd like to, that matches up pretty pretty normally with where you are, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, usually. Yeah, so then the, inter so. the interesting question then is, uh, you know, the, the political party, obviously being the Democrats, are a political party. Um, but, you know, they get a little crazy, especially as of late. So, like, are they still... Do you still see them as like a, not like as your party because they're not your party, but like, I say like for the most part I agree with them, but you know a few places where you tend to stray away from them a little bit. That's an interesting way to put it. I never 
you know, I never would have figured a test would have said something like opportunist, Democrat, or opportunist, Republican. I guess that's kind of a different way to go and look at it. I mean, um, people also relate opportunist Democrats as like conservative Democrats. I guess is the oh the way. yeah, that would make that makes sense. And it also fits fits the rural, rural democratic mold that Steve kind of has. All right, so Steve's got a political party if they're not being crazy, and right now they're being crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not too crazy. There's just as much crazy on the other side. This is true. Yes. Very true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, Logan, what about you? Which one? Uh, which test you you took? Just the political compass test, right? Yeah, I took the political compass test, and I am about as like far left. And- <laughs> far south as you can get on that thing like so what did it label you insane and basically like like you're like a fascist (laughs) no idea it was somewhere according to that so it gives you that graph at the end right yeah okay so in regards to social i am about as far down on that social ideology as you can possibly get like so you're like approaching anarchism basically (laughs) um approaching like a very liberal like yeah i basically yeah social wise you do you and we'll worry about the rest some other time um (laughs) in terms of economics it was nowhere near as bad as the social side i'm not bad being objective it was nowhere near as Strongly as the yeah as the social side, but it was still pretty deep. <laughs> still, still pretty, pretty deep left, I would say. Um. So, like, did you get that result and then go like, what the fuck, or did you get it? And no, go, not really. I got that result, sense. and I was kind of like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is about what I figured I would be on this here uh, graph. I was gonna if I got anywhere near right on either of those issues, I probably would have been like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like okay. this blows my mind. <laughs> Apparently, everything I knew or I thought I knew is wrong. Um, That's super interesting, funny, though. though. It is funny though because I so I went back to take it again, but this time I was trying to think like you know, oh, back four or five years ago, what would I have answered? And I was pretty, I was pretty right of center um, back four or five years ago. To the point where I was like, holy shit, I used to think this stuff. Like, I'd probably be worshipping Trump right now. <laughs> that's a pretty drastic change. <laughs> yeah, so that's relatively terrifying. <laughs> um, wow, so, okay, so is, the, is there a political party uh, for you, uh, your bleeding heart? Your, your liberal know. bleeding heart? You know, probably not. Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Because, like, your closest would probably be, like, a Green Party. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I did get Jill Stein on my, uh, which oh, yeah, the candidate would you prefer or whatever. Yeah, the I side with. Um, Jill Stein's fucking crazy, though, so <laughs> <laughs> apparently I, I'm right in there. I was saying, it sounds like you are, too. <laughs> it turns out, like, Jesus. <laughs> no, the thing is, though, like, I might be crazy. I at least have, like, some reasoning with my crazy, I feel like. You know... I don't really think there is a quote-unquote party for me, and I think it goes a little deeper than just like, oh, hey, you're super fucking socially liberal now for some reason. Um, I think it's more so just 
no matter who comes along, I think just because of my background, I'm going to extensively research what they say about the topics that I care about. And if shit they says it, or say is just like off the goddamn wall, you know, they're not going to get support from me. Like right. no world would I have ever voted for Jill Stein. I had several coworkers who did. And when they did, I was like, are you fucking insane? Like, have you listened to her talk? Like, just because she doesn't get as much press and doesn't get someone, like, chewing out her ideas as much as, you know, Hillary and Trump did doesn't mean she's any more fucking sane. This chick isn't, like, off the wall. Yeah, she was she was bananas. Yeah. So, you know, I think... <laughs> and, and, and that's saying something, considering it was an election with Donald Trump and uh, Gary yeah. Johnson doing weird things and everybody oh else. Yeah, I was just in insane so i think no matter who comes along no matter what you know the party i usually lean with puts up there i'm still going to relatively you know keep an open mind and research what they say and actually think through you know is this even logical or is this some right. fuck crazy pipe dream like even when bernie sanders came around i was like i don't know about this like this is a lot some insane changes in a very short amount of time that are not well thought through like it's uh interesting though the uh your your take on uh, Bernie because if you would uh, you know if you take just your results from that test you would assume that you'd be like falling over yourself to vote for him kind of thing yeah yeah and like I said it comes down to you know with my line of work I have to constantly research and evaluate things all of the time so a significant portion of my day is spent reading papers or reevaluating what I'm doing um, you know it just kind of that bleeds over into my politics too is when something someone proposes something or does something the first thing i think is you know oh hey has anyone researched this or done research or tracked you know trends with this have they tracked uh results prices product costs um similar like the tariff thing trump is on now you know my thought was what has the past shown us about tariffs what have you know projections shown us about tariffs what have you know, mathematical models showing us about terrorists. Like, is this successful? Is it going to sink steel? Um, you know, I do that with things like Bernie, you know, when he proposed universal health care. All right, is this really the issue? Do we need universal health care? Do we just need to figure out some other way to reduce costs of health care overall? Like, you know, actually funding emergency medicine. Um, so it just, I think that bleeds, all, you know, my my work experience bleeds a lot in my political one and prevents me from jumping on the batshit tra like crazy train too often. <laughs> the batshit train. I'll <laughs> a fucking yeah, chocolate factory and lick some goddamn snozberries while you're at it. Oh, boy. All right. Um, okay, so then for me, I took both the political compass test and then, like I said, the spec test, and they came out um, basically right on the money with each other, um, though the labels were different. So for political compass, I was, I came out as barely libertarian right. So on the social scale, I'm super far down, like the same, kind of basically the same way you're at, like do whatever you want to do. I don't really care as long as you're not hurting somebody else. Um, and then, like, my dot was still touching the uh, the x-axis, or, sorry, was still touching the y-axis. So I just, like, was barely over on the right. Um, in terms of spec, what that came out with was a, uh, it's a 
that it labeled me as a libertarian capitalist. Um, which basically means that I don't want the state involved in anything socially, um, like let people do them and we'll all be fine. And then yeah. I, I would prefer a limited, uh, limited intervention in economics. Like basically, cause I've, I've shifted quite a bit over the years also, um, towards this position, which it, it's more of a, it's kind of caught in fire lately, but it's more of a classical liberal ideology. The way I'm looking at like rights and policy and stuff like that is, um, whether it's a, it's a negative right or a positive right. So meaning that, so a positive right means that the state has to affect something in order to give you that versus the negative right, they would have to forcibly take it away. Do you have any examples? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, universal healthcare. I like the idea of it. The, one, but one of the big problems that I see is in order to give you the right to universal health care, they have to take more of my money versus uh, versus a healthcare system where they didn't have to take more of my money kind of thing. Um, or So, like, if you look at guns, right, like, you want safer schools or, you know, less potential guns on the street for gun violence. The negative is you have to take the guns from someone. Right. Am I thinking about that right or no? Right. So the uh, the way to look at that would be that the right to bear arms is a negative right, meaning that it doesn't require the government's intervention on somebody else for me to have a gun. Okay. Okay. And but gun control is yeah gun, does require an intervention right for them right gun okay, yeah gun control is you know is forcing guns into a positive right, meaning that they have to affect change on you in order to give somebody else that right. I mean, this seems rather objective at times, though, right? As to what is something a positive or negative in a sense? So, I mean, like, no. let's take... No, you're, you're, you're thinking of positive and negative as, like... It's an outcome type yeah, deal. It has, nothing, it has nothing to do with the outcome. It's a, a positive right means that in order for people to have that, they the state has to do something to us. I mean, but the you know the other thing too is almost always vote with the Democrats. Only insofar that they're better on the social issues that I care about, and that kind of in the same problem that you have with like Jill Stein is that you get a lot of libertarians who I would generally agree with, but they're kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it could be interesting to go through some of the questions regarding your position like so on your you know your economic scale what do you think some of the questions if you pull up the political compass test what do you think some of them are that are driving you i guess either like what is keeping you left the center i guess where's your disagreements in regards to the economic questions well no economic i'm right of center like you're not far of right of center you said no, though yeah just barely yeah. So I mean, like, oh, through. Uh, and what do you right. think there are any questions where you know you think you're is ideally you have offsetting questions at that point, right? Yeah. That or else you just don't feel very strongly and you're putting very weak agreements. So are there any where you? Yeah, I see huge disagreements with um, one side or the other. I guess. Well, I think what what shift what kept me like where I'm at is that. While I don't want the state to, I want the state to have as little hand in 
the market as possible. I also don't trust corporations and understand that we do need to regulate them a little bit. So that's what keeps me right there is that there is room for regulation because corporations are inherently driven solely for profit and they're supposed to be like, I'm not, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Nobody opens a business to break even. Right. (laughs) So I understand that they're going to, that they are going to and should do what is in the best interest of their profits. And that doesn't necessarily mean what's in the best interest of me, the citizen. So there, there is what keeps me just, what has moved me left a little bit on that or moves me left a little bit on that is the government needing some, a little bit of a, a finger on the scale to make sure that, you know, Exxon's not dumping oil in my drinking water. Because mm-hmm. If you're completely profit driven, you don't, you know, like Exxon, you know, you don't care where you dump what, you know, as long as you're making money. That's it. Don't care if your employees are healthy or stay alive. You can just hire new ones, right? Right. Yeah. Pay them three bucks an hour. It is. Oh, that might even be generous. Did you say three bucks an hour? <laughs> It is funny though. Well, because I mean, that's if you were to remove the government completely, right? There is no more minimum wage, so you can pay someone whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and like for me, in a perfect world, it would be great if we didn't need the government to create a minimum wage. But it's not a perfect world, and we do need that because <laughs> companies suck. Yeah, but it is as, as does inflation. <laughs> right, right. It's it is funny though because like you've got Steve as our everyday guy is kind of right there in the middle, as most Americans are. You're in academia currently and are pretty far left, and then I'm kind of sitting as like the globalist cuck of the group. And <laughs> it, it was just interesting, like how we actually shook out. No, even if I wasn't in academia, I still think I would have got to pretty far left. Yeah, I think it probably have been pretty, pretty extremely left. So in other words, Logan's on the batshit crazy train anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in like the hey y'all like. Your money don't matter if there's no fucking planet. <laughs> well, and I mean, and as as we've shown throughout the few, you know, the five episodes up to this, four episodes because when we didn't have you, um, but like we all generally agree on like the outcomes that we want. We just disagree on how to get there. So there's um there's a few questions on it I liked, and I would I think it'd be cool to see where we as a collective group stand on them. So I figured okay. we can through a few of them real quick um the first one i thought would be fun is the question the enemy of my enemy is my friend so do you guys strongly disagree through strongly agree with that statement steve go ahead uh i actually remember that question i agree yeah i I also agreed i don't strongly agree because like but i agree that's cool because i strongly disagree with that Because it's basically, not because I want to give my enemy any, like, room, but, like, basically along the lines of, if this douchebag over here is fighting you, how do I not know you're also, like, not a douchebag? So I'm going to keep my ground and just, you know, not trust either of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah. But like, and then, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I didn't really have anything. Because I, I, all I was going to say was like, it's just, you know, because you're just looking at like evaluating the that statement, not necessarily yeah. the implications that come with it. Just oh, like yeah. in there, um, in the quiz, there's also a uh, um, to each according to his need from each according to his ability is a fundamentally good idea. If you evaluate just that statement, I, I agree with that. 
even though I know it comes from the communist manifesto and I know yeah, what yeah. we've seen communism do is not a good thing at all. Cause it's never been, it just, it sucks. But yeah, it was actually funny. Cause Nicole took this too. And she ended up like where I was just not as far. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she saw that statement and was like, I don't even know what that means. And I was like, it means, you know, that you give what you can and in return, you'll get what you need to live. She's like, oh, yeah. And she marked it and moved on. I was like, you realize you just agreed with something from the Communist Manifesto, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of blew her mind a little bit. Yeah. People, are, you know, people don't really understand communism very well. But yeah, like it is a fundamentally good, good statement. Like if you take just the statement, much in the way that the enemy of my enemy is my friend is if you take just that statement. Yeah. If you put any sort of context with it, it they start to break down. Yeah. Yeah. Any other uh, questions that you thought were interesting? So, uh, yeah, um, there is. So the next question is, there is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. Do you guys have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, what did what my my thought is, I want to know what you picked. OK, I picked that I disagree. All right, Steve, what about you? I agree. <laughs> I either disagreed or I strongly disagreed. Yeah, Um, because like. I wish the test had a neutral button, which is one of the things I I, I like about um, because like there is kind of a worrisome thing there with like like Fox News and and like Breitbart and the super far left um, blogs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like we all should be like the onus should be on the individual to make sure that they're getting good information. But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird like I I disagree, but I also do agree with it. Yeah. Um, I took it more so as like the late night shows too. And I was thinking, you know, it sucks um, that that's kind of one of the main ways people get their political information. But at the same time, it's better that people are actually getting political information. Yeah. Well, what you were saying reminded me of uh, when uh, Jon Stewart was on the Daily Show, running the Daily Show. He, uh, you know, would get quite a bit of uh he started getting a lot of flack when um, they were doing polls and found out that he was the he was actually during his reign was the most trusted news person on television, <laughs> um, and so like it, people were giving him flack for it. And then, uh, but his response was like, "Well, our show's different because it is inherently a comedy show. So if you don't know what's going on in the news, you're not going to think it's funny and you're not going to watch it." Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true, too. If you watch comedy shows without actually knowing what's going on, you're not going right. to understand the jokes. But when you think about, like, like The Late Show and The Tonight Show and stuff, those have become vastly more political now. And mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need to know what's going on in the news to think that um, Stephen Colbert making a dick-sucking joke about Trump and Putin is funny. Like, Yeah, that's true. I would say same thing with a lot of the rights. Like as much as I enjoy Stephen uh, Crowder, you know, tearing apart some super social liberal like liberals with zero ability to have a decent argument. Um, you know, I'm sure that's also cut pretty well too, right? You figure he's probably there for several hours, has several conversations where people actually probably bring up a good point. Oh, like on the he obviously, on the, you know, on the change my mind, change my mind, yeah. And then you know, out of those maybe 20 different conversations he has well um what he does he actually does say what they do um and they do that but they also don't do that so there's always like the one really long interview mm-hmm. thing that he does that one they don't cut but they do yeah. they do obviously they cut the other ones um, yeah the yeah one, yeah they say what they say they do is that they 
all of the ones that are basically like the same thing, just done over and over and over again. They just cut those into bits and just show the different people that were saying the same things. Um, all right, let's move on to another one that I thought was pretty pretty fun, and that is uh, controlling inf- uh, controller. Eh, I cannot speak now. I caught the mat. Um, <laughs> controlling limits. inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. Where did you come down on that? I did not agree. Or- I wanted to go middle because I. You needed a neutral button. <laughs> yeah, I think they're you know they're both important. In, unemployment is not directly related to inflation, but you know if you have out of control inflation, it can cause unemployment. Um, so I actually disagreed with it just because there was no neutral button. I think I when I had to pick, I leaned more towards the gre- disagreement end because I do not think they are directly linked. Um, and I think there's ways if you handle unemployment that you can also handle inflation. It would just be difficult. I don't think doing vice versa works as well, though. Steve, what about you? Yeah, I was the same thing. It was like I'm looking for the neutral button. You know, it's like you, yeah, you can't just pick one or the other. I think, feel like both need addressed at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I ended up going disagree on that. Interestingly, I agree. I agreed with the statement. And the reason I agreed with the statement is that when you look at inflation versus unemployment, inflation and controlling that is related directly to the dollar that you have in your pocket or your bank account right now and what that can buy. Also with that, if inflation, if higher inflation can also have a greater impact on unemployment, than unemployment can have on inflation. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're putting your focus on unemployment, but inflation runs rampant, there's a higher probability higher probability that there's a greater negative effect on society than just if unemployment is going up. So yeah, I'm just on the uh, on the uh, the inflation train because it's related to the strength of the, of the dollar and what that can do for people mm-hmm. versus versus ignoring not necessarily ignoring inflation, but putting your focus on uh, unemployment. Yeah, and I guess inflation is also more far-reaching in a sense. Um, I also think potentially unemployment has a bigger press or concern in more of the industry sector, you know, where people get layoffs constantly and stuff like that, and you want to control and stop the layoffs. And in their eyes, that isn't directly related to the inflation that's currently happening. Right. But I mean, you know, if you get rampant inflation that doesn't, you know, isn't controlled and doesn't, you know, slow, then you're going to have more far-reaching consequences. Probably, I could see that. Yeah. When the other thing too is that um, inflation can cause unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Unemployment's not going to cause inflation. Right. All right. Um. So the next one is uh, protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. I think I agreed with that, though I would prefer a neutral button. Steve, where were you at? I say I think I same. So I actually I strongly disagreed with this one. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Why yep. is that? So when I think or hear protectionism, the first thing I jump to because recent events um, was Harris and um, the like, and I do not see situations in which us trying to get into trade wars exactly works well um because historically it has not worked very well for us right i agree with that um but also 
there's pros and cons. I'm not in favor of like a super heavy protectionism, but like we do, you do have to be a little protective of, of your, well, your economy and so your goods. My, my thought was protectionism is generally just the basically um, like shielding your businesses from um, foreign ones, specifically by taxing the imports. Like that is protectionism. All the other stuff, like making your com- businesses competitive and stuff that does not, my understanding equate to protectionism is protectionism is purely just restraining the trade, right? So you can subsidize or like help boost up your textile industry by, you know, giving it tax cuts and stuff like that. But that's not protectionism. Protectionism is when you have goods coming in that you are increasing prices or taxes on in order to make them, you know, similar costs to what your, your country's produced goods are. Right. Um, so I'm also saying that's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. Like you have. Well, to, I just wanted to yeah. make sure I was understanding. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The way I'm looking at it is that protectionism makes sense as, as long as you don't go crazy with it, right? You're not going to put like an 800% tariff on, you know, a Southeast Asian T-shirt. Um, <laughs> but you know, protectionism is finding ways, like you were saying, almost always solely through tariffs. But you can other, you can do other different differing in trade policies like maybe even not trading with those people or those countries right you could do shit like that um but it's it's effectively looking out for your your goods and your the companies that produce your goods in your country like that's not inherently a bad thing as long as you're smart about it yeah yeah all right the next one is the abortion question (laughs) so Abortion, when the woman's life is not threatened, should always be illegal. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we all disagreed. <laughs> Am I correct? Yes, I I very much so disagreed. Yeah. That's the one I had figured on. The other interesting one is the one right next to it, which is all authority should be questioned. I strongly agreed with that. Hmm. Matt questioning authority? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, police officer. I was not going 95. <laughs> I was going 93. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a difference between, <laughs> between being an asshole and questioning authority. <laughs> Where are you at on that, Steve? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> trying not to laugh at Matt and talk at the same time. Funny, because I actually disagreed with that one. What? Interestingly, yes. What? <laughs> that was like the one where I disagreed. What? Yeah, Logan's still riding that train. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jill Stein. We're going to need our friend Logan back. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, although, you know, I don't think that is a uh, exact... Uh, Democratic or I guess Green Party leaning there, is it? That I wouldn't know about where the, the Green Party lies on that spectrum. Yeah, that's true. I'm guessing they would probably question authority mightily. Yeah, yeah. Um Why did but you, my thought was yeah. my thought was, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, something drastic or some type of um hazard has come up, you know, whether it's hur- the hurricanes or something along those lines, you know, some type of natural disaster. At that point in time it would be better for everyone to like be working under one congruent leadership than it would be for people to be questioning the goals of the said leadership at that point in time um, to save basically the most lives possible was where I was going with that. Um, now, if you said authority should be questioned, then I definitely would have 
agreed, if not probably strongly agreed with that, but the all authority was kind of the part that the all in there was a part that threw me off. Cause I, there, I do think there are definitely situations where someone, you know, needs to be in charge because, you know, split minute decisions need to be made in order to save lives. So, yeah, I guess you went super specific with it. Cause like, even with your example though, like you could, cause I agree that there are times when people just need to shut up, get in line and do what needs to be done. But that doesn't mean that you can't then after the circumstances over, go back and question the decisions that were made and why they were made. And so you can still question all authority and it's. Oh, yeah, that's one way to look. Yeah. Hmm. Cause I hadn't quite thought about it that way. I was, yeah, I get where you're going with yeah. it. All right. Um, so the last one for this page was that first generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. I uh, I disagreed. Disagree. I strongly disagree. So we are on the same same one with that. Um, there's also one other quick question from this that we could do since that one was rather fast, and that was that uh, taxpayers should not be ex- expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. What did you say? I disagreed. Um, I think there is inherent value in having those educational institutions even for theater having you know <laughs> even for theater artistic, <laughs> artistic institution available. uh steve what about you what did you say i don't honestly don't think i had that question repeat the question again so, Logan. do you think taxpayer dollars should be used to help keep that's museums no no, and, no, right? re, no you have to actually read the actual okay. question Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. I'm going to go ahead and say disagree. I mean, type of stuff is kind of important. I mean, interesting. One would hope people have enough interest in it to go and, you know, go and pay the however much it is to get in and go, you know, go see it, go learn. So. And this is the reason I wanted you to read the exact question again. Yeah. I agreed with it on because of the basis of that it says that. Prop up. No. It sounds like it's right. No. Expected. As, oh. a, as a taxpayer, I should not be expected. I should not be forced because it's it's a force there. It's, a, it's creating a positive right. It's a positive way of looking at it in that you're taking my money to give us something. But I should not, you know, for me, it's I shouldn't be expected to have to do that i i would i think yeah, i think yeah. i think it's they're they're super valuable and we, and we should but i don't think we should be expected to i don't think we should be forced yeah to. that's an i even think about it that way that's an interesting way to to approach it you would gladly do it if you know it came down to it um but you don't also want to be in the position where like you are you know have no choice in the matter right so a super fun one is next actually and that is, our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. If there was a button that was higher than strongly agree, I would have picked that one. <laughs> than the strongly, than the strongly agree, you yeah. would have been like, fuck yes, like guns or balls to the wall. This shit is like destroying our civil civil liberties. Yes, I am on that button. That's the one that I. I mean, on. that is not surprising coming from a person who uh puts duct tape over his computer cameras. Hey, actually, this time I've got these sweet little sliders. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what would you say for that, Steve? 
strongly agree. Yeah, I, I'm strongly agree. Also, you know, it is it is severely excessive, and it is unfortunate that that is the like just fear mongering. Well, yeah, because we live in currently that that's even possible. Because um, cause when I read the question, it reminded me of the uh, the Ben Franklin quote, and I'm paraphrasing, so I don't remember the exact words that he used, but it's basically the man that gives up privacy for security deserves neither. Um. So the next, and this one's also God. There's some really fun ones on here. To, one is a uh, it is a waste of time to try and rehabilitate some criminals. Ooh, that was it. I I looked at that one for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was it was a tough one. Um, I ended up going disagreement with it. Um, because I think the way I approached it was if you are serving even a life sentence in prison, you should have the opportunity to work on yourself to quote unquote be rehabilitated and like reenter society, even though that's probably never going to happen and should probably never happen for the crime you did. You should at least still have though like that potential. I think Steve, what did you say? Yeah, I disagree. Definitely disagree more on the, more on the standpoint that, you know, our prison system doesn't, our justice system doesn't seem to focus on rehabilitation a whole lot. No, more like, we're, it's we're, more like, hey, you're out of prison. You know, you didn't learn anything while you're here. Uh, you know, you and oh, weeks. by the way, you probably can't get a job. Right. See you later. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely. A, it's a punitive system versus a restorative system for sure. Um, yes, I actually. I, again, I wish there was a neutral button because I agreed, but I wasn't happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that it's just it's not worth it we could put the money elsewhere or put the time elsewhere or whatever yeah um at the same time though if you already have those systems in place and they're just a part of it you know you're so let's say you even got the u.s justice system to a point where we're actually rehabilitating people right um if the systems are already there you know why why not allow them to use it even if they are just going to die in a prison cell because their crimes they should die in a prison prison cell right and then their bones should probably be locked in their <laughs> Like some symbolic, yeah. hey, you raped yeah, forty yeah. women. Here's your forty life sentences. You're gonna serve them with your bones, type deal. Um, and I really don't see how it how it hurts as long as those systems are already in place. Now, if you're like making a brand new system to try and put this person through, and like you're gonna get back in society, um, then I, you know, then I would disagree. But in terms of you know, just giving them the rehabilitation that's already there, I don't see it as a waste of time. Like that's why I agree and disagree but i ultimately just chose agree because like i yeah. everything you said i agree with and it um, you know the question definitely could be influenced by whether you you know the state of our current justice system right you're not going to be able to rehabilitate like these serial rapists or serial murders in our current justice system but you know maybe with um enough funding and work and enough understanding it might get to the point where you know we are successfully rehabilitating people the only way this would be better is if we had like some of the uh, Pod Save America crew taking this quiz and discussing it with us. That would be pretty chill. <laughs> I'm sure we would. I would definitely disagree with them a lot. I would imagine. <laughs> like, so the next page has nothing that we're really going to have any good conversation about either, because it's a bunch of things. I'm assuming we all agree on. Like astrology accurately explains many things. I'm assuming. Strongly agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You cannot be moral without religious or religious 
you cannot be moral without being religious. Holy shit, being just like it escaped. It was not part of that sentence. <laughs> I also strongly agree. <laughs> like charity is better. Oh, that's a cool one. Um, charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. I want to say I'm pretty sure I disagreed. Not like it was. It was. I wanted. I want to agree with it, but um, you know, people suck. Yeah, yeah, that was my my big one too. Like in a in an ideal world, hell yeah. But like we're not in an ideal world. Yeah. Let's be realistic here. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing too is like the test is based upon like your viewings of an ideal world. But even yeah. even like going in knowing that, like you still get across questions, and you're just like, there's no way. Like, why would I agree yeah. with this? There's no yeah. way to do it. Um. So what do you think, Steve? Is charity better than social security for helping? Yeah, I, I'd love to agree, but. Like Matt said, people suck. Yeah. All right. So we're on to the last page, and this one is pretty quick, too. Um, and, yeah, there's maybe one or two interesting ones. Uh, so the, the, we'll talk about porn for a little bit, my favorite subject. Um, so pornography depicting consent, consenting adults should be legal for the adult population. Totally disagree. What do you guys do without your porn? <laughs> <laughs> We, we should just get rid of all porn. We should close down the internet, get rid of Playboy. I don't want to see anybody naked ever again. <laughs> you will goddamn cover yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I completely, like, I don't care what you do as long as you don't hurt anybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um. So in the final one, the final question on the entire test, these days openness about sex has gone too far. Like we just we we can't keep doing this, guys. Let's be serious now. <laughs> we just we've crossed too many lines. We need to walk some things back. You know. So what, what do you guys think? <laughs> too far? Have we gone down the rabbit hole too much? You no. Know, Jill Stein sending us photos we don't want to talk about. I where are we at on this? I actually agreed with it. Um, not strongly. I only slightly agree with it, just in so far as it relates to like how our um you know our actual like young kids are being exposed and maybe they shouldn't mm. be that's really it that's fair that's also more could be you could consider that more of a parenting thing as well too so oh yeah probably goes both ways you agree with it yeah. steve are we are we too open about sex a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know it's when i when i think about it um i definitely see where the kid's side is going and you know, I I think I put I disagreed, but it was one of those things like where you're neutral, right? I don't want to like I don't want people being any more open about sex than we already are. So disagreeing makes it seem like that's what I'm saying, right? But at the same time, you know, it's not like I feel like I have to walk too much back. You know, I think there's plenty of warnings and stuff out there for parents to be able to decide what their kids should be able to view and what they shouldn't be able to view. Yeah, so that's the end of the quiz. I picked out most of the important ones. I mean, there's several other questions in there but i tried to pick the ones i thought we had potential for disagreement on to kind of get some good conversation so and it turns out we though we do disagree slash we are all over the political spectrum <laughs> well, well we are no sides attached so actually take the back we're all over the economic political spectrum not so much on uh, the social yeah. one yeah no yeah that's not surprising <sighs> economics is fun, though. yeah all right so with that we'll move into our weekly roundup 
the best part of the night, the nucleus of the show, <laughs> some would say. Yeah, some would say. Some would say. All right, um, so first thing, it turns out that uh, Oprah is waiting for a sign from God on whether or not she should run for president in 2020. Um, <laughs> so basically, that means she's running for president in 2020, and we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this sign of God supposed to be exactly? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I don't know. But all I'm picturing is like in like 20 end of this year early early 2019 she's gonna be in iowa for some reason and they're gonna be like oh are you running for president she's like no i'm just here visiting the corn like no bitch you're gonna be running for president and we know it like stop lying to us you're gonna do it you're not waiting on a sign from god you're waiting on something else yeah i mean what do what do we all feel about this oprah for president thing i mean no (laughs) yeah that's how i feel no No. yeah no Run for anything but God. the highest office in the land. That's what right, I want you to do. Please. Oh, govern California. You'll be fine. Hell, come back to uh, Illinois and try to beat JB. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. He's still a thing, too. I don't know how. Oh, ac- like, how actually. How not dump him in a flaming pile of, like, dumpsters? Like, you know, Elon Musk, when he shot off his new fucking Falcon Heavy, he needed to put JB on, that, like, the top of that thing in that fucking car when he launched it. Well, That's what needed to happen. Speaking speaking <laughs> wow. of that, um, they ran some new polls, and uh, right now um, the polls have uh, JB beating uh, Ronner. Um, they also have uh, Biff beating Ronner. Um, and the way that the uh, Democratic one is shaping up is that JB is at about thirty-one percent. Uh, Biss is at a, at about twenty-one percent, and then Kennedy is at about seventeen percent. That is interesting. Yeah, there. Um, one thing there. Um, with that poll, um, because I saw it in the uh, in the Chicago Tribune, but the guy that was writing the thing, um, did a little caveat there that in that poll, um, uh, the African American population only nineteen percent of people were African American that were that were surveyed for that poll, um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they make up over right around a third of the uh, democratic voting block so there's some s- pretty significant differences there yeah yeah and uh kennedy tends to actually as of late kennedy's been leading in the african-american democratic vote so uh, there could be some sway interesting yeah um but yeah, interesting there's that also i don't know if you guys saw but u of i grad students uh, went on strike on monday <laughs> this is great this is all right. How do students go on strike? Well, no, no, get this right. So, there's I actually have quite a bit to say about this, um, and that's because the grad students at my university are on. They uh, on Monday filed for the union to actually be like officially recognized and this with the school. And I think Monday was also the time where the University of Illinois went on strike because they have the same issue where they're trying to unionize to my understanding and the school's just not negotiating with them. So they're trying well, to strike to get the school to uh, negotiate, right? No. Oh, I thought that was, no, they are, they are unionized already. Yeah. Um, the main strike was involving union, right? Well, yeah, it was, okay. yeah. The grad student union went on strike. So the grads, basically the grad students went on strike, but the, uh, the main contention between the two, hmm. the students want to keep, basically want to lock in the tuition waivers and um illinois wants the ability to change them at later dates pending funding yeah yeah um but yeah so it's interesting because you know one of the things these people have been saying well we've been trying to unionize is oh don't worry we basically never have to go and strike 
first on it. Oh, really? What about University of Illinois? And it's even worse now because the Supreme Court currently is hearing a case on whether or not we as students have the right to withdraw ourselves from a union, right? So if there's a union present, we have the ability to say, no, we don't want to be part of it. Or since we're working the job, do we have to be part of it? So that's currently going to the Supreme Court right now. Which Actually, that was my uh, fourth topic for us. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the case that's in front of the Supreme Court from Illinois, um, directly related to government workers, but it, as you're saying, it could have broad-reaching implications. Um, the thing there being that current union rules have it where they can still collect dues from you, even if you don't aren't in the union. So if you're working at a job... Like if you're working in a government job, but you're not in the union and they can still collect dues from you because your um, contracts are developed through the union process, right? So, yeah, um, yeah the, so the, the suit is over whether or not they can do that. And we'll find out if the court decides that they can. Um, after the arguments were heard, um, it appears that the court is locked at 4-4 and uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch is probably going to be the decider. Oh, this dude, huh? Mm-hmm. And obviously we won't yeah. we won't know anything until June when the decisions are handed down. But if it goes that way, like if that actually is true and that's what's going on, my guesstimation is that it is going to be found that unions cannot collect dues from you if you are not in the union. That's my guess. My prediction. I'm not going to say I am uh, very upset about that decision if that is what happens. <laughs> no. Cause it... Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Um, so, and speaking of SCOTUS, uh, on Monday, the Trump administration did attempt to appeal the, uh, uh, they, so, um, a federal judge ruled that, um, gave an injunction over DACA saying that, um, they can't be deported until, basically they can't be deported until the situation's figured out. And then the Trump administration and there's it's currently going through a district through the district US district court. So there's they can't be deported until the, the district courts rule and figure out mm -hmm. like the legal ramifications of it, right? So the Trump administration appealed to the Supreme Court to try to just, you know, leapfrog everything and, and get just go to the highest court in the land, don't have to deal with the other other courts. And uh, SCOTUS refused to hear the case, and not only did they say no, they said no with prejudice, which means that, <laughs> <laughs> which means that the uh, you can't appeal their decision. So it will go through the U.S. District Courts. So until that is ruled upon, um, the Dreamers will be able to stay. Um, one thing that some uh, um, somebody from the Chicago Tribune talked about it, and then um, I think. Um, somebody from 538 also talked about it, but because of that injunction, it's likely that we won't see any immigration deal at all until that um, case is decided. So it, <laughs> it gives the GOP an out, slash it also gives the Dems an out because apparently they really didn't want to fight very hard on it. So Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty pretty along the lines of what's been seeming to happen lately. The Dems, yeah. I don't know what the fuck they really want to fight for, honestly. <laughs> like, is there anything? Or do they just want to, like, yell Russian collusion until the next election? Like, I don't I think that's what really they want to do. get their strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, you know, oh, fuck, we could try and make, you know, real ideals 
and like you know the party reform we have to or we just sit here and yell Russian collusion and hope everyone gets on that boat like uh, yeah. frustrating yeah. beyond belief speaking of Russian collusion uh, so good old Kushner Jared Kushner his uh, he is so fucked <laughs> your be. boys like oh my god yeah so um, <laughs> his his security clearance has been uh, been revoked um so he can't see the top still secret has stuff secret anymore. Status though, right? Like what? he still has some security clearance. Like yeah, he can he see. He doesn't have like he doesn't the see the ones he needs. Right. Right. Um but he's keeping his job for now. Um because apparently he doesn't need to see the most relevant secret information in order to do all of the things that he's supposed to be doing. So there's that. And then um, all of the, like the the financial stuff that's come out about him, you know, taking meetings with banks in the White House and, and crazy shit like that. Um, there's a political rumor circulating that uh, Trump and that Donald Trump through um, John Kelly might actually be moving to get uh, get both Kushner and Ivanka out of the administration. Yep, I've seen that rumor. Um, it's funny though, right? Because not some like. It was maybe what three or three weeks ago, and rumors were that Trump was trying to use Ivanka to get Kelly out of the administration. Yeah, I think it just depends on like what new segment Donald Trump saw that morning, and then uh, he just kind of goes off of there. Yeah, like what what news cycle of the week he's able to roll with? Yeah, as long as he's in the news, whether it's for something good or bad, it is still being in the news, which is all he cares about. Well, that, and then you know probably. This week, also, I mean, obviously, you had Hope Hicks resigned. Um, yeah, and then you know, and, all then, the and then, yeah, about Kushner, right? So when you know Trump's watching Fox and Friends and they're talking about that, then he's pissed off about that. So then he starts, you know, colluding with Kelly about how to get get them out of there. Yeah, yeah, doesn't like bad press unless it's about him. Then he doesn't care because then he'll just yell about fake press. He got this whole game figured out. Like <laughs> he really Donald does. Trump would be simple as fuck. Yeah. All you have to do is kick anyone out who gets you bad press. When there's bad press about you, you yell fake press, <laughs> and then you talk about how huge your or economic deals have been lately. That's, you, that's you, all you yeah. gotta do. And so, speaking of economic deals, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm telling you, I got this on lock. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so speaking of the the economics, to use your words, those tariffs though. <laughs> Those terrorists, though. Yeah, um, you know, 25% on steel and 10% on aluminum. It's not like we haven't gone into trade wars before over, you know, like timber and stuff and found out we don't actually win those. But they're easy to win. Don't worry. <laughs> Donald Trump's got a plan. Yeah. What he's going to do, he's going to go the fuck home. He's going to watch some Fox and Friends. They're going to give him something brilliant to go on. And, you know, he's going to use that plan and we're going to win the trade wars and it'll be great. And if we don't win the trade wars... We have a very huge and functional nuclear arsenal. <laughs> you know, trade deals are easy to win when you got nukes. What can I say? I mean, not trade deals, trade wars. Yeah, so, yeah. so his deals end in or else. <laughs> Basically, well, there's like a you know you gotta really read the fucking fine print on his shit because there's I feel like you know what's happened before where like um. 
what was it that fucking his golf course in Scotland or some shit where he tried to buy someone's property and they didn't want him to, so he just built fucking trees around him, <laughs> like treed the dude in. You know, like his his contracts always have that or else statement. You really got to be careful for it. It'll get you sometimes. The thing with this though, outside of like that craziness, um, but like you know, he's obviously trying to help the the steel the metals industry, right? But like when you think about what he's doing, it's basically like you know the outcome that's going to come from a a trade a trade slash tariff war is that like if you had an infection in the in your foot and to fix it you cut your leg off, like that's what he's doing. Well, I mean, you know, the question is, it's not even the fucking you know is um is foreign trade really what's killing the steel and aluminum industries no we had a podcast on this that's probably not the issue also true also true like we've talked about this um the last one that i have is um just kind of an interesting thing um so obviously dick sports you know kind of re-up their uh their ban on ars and they're upping the uh the age that they'll sell a weapon to you. Um, Walmart's also doing that, where now you have to be 21 to buy a gun at Walmart. And then, so Delta Airlines um, got rid of their uh, like their coupon, uh, their, their coupons and things <laughs> that they have for uh, for the NRA members. But in their statement, like they said that Delta Airlines is not taking side to sides on the gun debate. And I was looking at that, and I was like, wait, then why are you getting rid of the spot of? you know the the nra stuff like if you're not taking a side you would keep those wouldn't you because you're effectively saying that we don't want to be associated with the nra which is like i don't know taking a side pure fucking political move that's all it is and they like they're like we want you to know that we are very concerned about this but we still want you people who used to fly with us with your guns to still fly with us yeah. Like we want to commit to this, but we don't want to lose business because your one day boycotts they fuck us so hard. Oh my god! Okay, one day boycotts are so <laughs> stupid; they're just beyond dumb. But your one day boycotts, you're about to put all over us. We will have no flights that day, man. We're gonna lose so much money. It's like we're gonna boycott whatever on uh, on Thursday. Okay, they'll see you on Friday. Like. <laughs> You know, and the other thing with this is, I told you to write this in the fucking notes, and I didn't see it in the goddamn notes. But you know what? We have to write the fucking right to live in the goddamn Constitution for people to start giving a damn. And you know what? All you fuckers out there who are going to try and nail me for this abortion thing, just fucking stop. Because we're not talking about fetuses. We are talking about little goddamn kids being shot, and you're not giving a damn. And you can send your thoughts and prayers over my new mic Donald Trump's going to send me. <laughs> Fuck you. We have to. We will amend the Constitution for the right to live. I'm done again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's that. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, with that, that's uh, that's all we have for, uh, for today's show. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know... As always, if you uh, you do like what you hear each week, give us a quick rating. It's super easy to do, and it'll help us out. And fun fact, guys, if you want to extend the conversation, we are now on Twitter at No Sides Attached. Also, and Delta Airlines, no sides, not taking a sides. That's our thing. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Take no sides. Taking no 
<laughs> you know what, Delta? We need to contact them and be like, yo, Delta, we got this dope podcast. It's about not taking sides. You should sponsor us. <laughs>